Hey everybody, welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Bird Popcorn. I'm your co-host Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than Laura Laidman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high-praised classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How you doing, hon? I'm doing pretty well. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, we're we're into fall now. Yeah. My picks my picks going forward get to be spooky for just cause. You're just going to pick nothing but spooky movies for the next few months? There's a good chance. Oh, good. Well, not few. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so set the expect- expectations early, please. Well, it's just, you know, there's some good there's some good spooks out there. So, I mm-hmm. mean, some of them we might have to to fudge of how they they fit. Uh-huh. Like spawning a series and cultural significance. Oh, good. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of that, is it? Well, one of the ones I want to do is old enough and was independent. So it released on lots of different screens at different times. So it never could have been number one, mm-hmm. but it was still a very successful movie and it's got record breaking sequels and stuff. So I'm like, I... okay, it counts. It counts on the Austin Powers rule. Uh, okay. <laughs> the Austin Powers rule. I like that. I like that. Well, I mean, you made yours pick work, right? So I'm going to, you know, the, as I know, as but we've this, never, we've never this, referred to it as the Austin Powers. Rule as before. this movie points out, there is legal precedence uh-huh. for me picking some of these movies based on the case of Austin Powers versus Burnt Popcorn. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I already know what two of your picks are going to be, but we'll see once we get to them. But we're not here to talk about. No, I wanted to go in. Like This is my last non-spooky one. So I wanted to go into a movie that was the exact opposite of spooky. Okay. Did she get spooked? By Legally Blonde? (laughs) Yeah. No, I did not get spooked by Legally Blonde, which is what we will be taking a look at (laughs) this week, which originally hit theaters back in 2001. One of the reasons I wanted to come here tonight was to discuss our future. Of course. I plan on running for office someday. Warner. I think we should break up. What? Oh. If I'm going to be a senator, I need someone serious. I'm seriously in love with you. This is the type of girl that Warner wants to marry. A law student. Going to Harvard is the only way I'm going to get the love of my life back. Her list of extracurricular activities is impressive. She was in a Ricky Martin video. Aren't we always looking for diversity? Welcome to Harvard. Elle? Uh, I'm sorry, are you here to see me? I go here. You got into Harvard Law? What, like it's hard? I've come to join your study group. Our group is full. Oh, is this like an RSVP thing? No, it's like a smart people thing. You're not smart enough, sweetie. I'll show you how valuable Elle Woods can be. MGM Pictures presents... Do you have a resume? It's pink. And it's scented. I think it gives it a little something extra. A comedy about knowing who you are. You think she just woke up one morning and said, I think I'll go to law school today. And showing what you've got. We're defending Brooke Window. You can buy her exercise tips on infomercials. Wait! Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. Reese Witherspoon. Legally Blonde. Oh, look how cute. There's like a judge in everything. Love for Elle! Oh. <laughs> we did 2001 July just a few weeks ago. Yes, with Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> but still found so and I still remember that when we did it then I was like I did not plan this out very well because I remember when we did that one I was like wow. July 2001 was kind of boring. Yes. Did you really drop the ball and miss some really big things? No, but I was it was a struggle to find and even you're you're going to be like uh-huh. So on July 8th, Wimbledon Women's Tennis, Venus Williams wins her third career grand, 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 grand slam singles title. See, that's culturally significant, it's I would her say. third, though. But, I mean, how many times have we talked about Susan, Susan Lucci that's just losing? Funny. That's funny. On July 16th, Kate and Leopold actress Meg Ryan divorces actor Dennis Quaid after nine years of marriage. See, to me, that's one of those things that actually feels more recent than that. Yeah. Dennis so, Quaid's the good Quaid. Yes. The very good Quaid. By comparison, at least. Is he not a good Quaid? I don't know. But by comparison, yes. Yeah. Uh, on July 20th, the London Stock Exchange goes public. 
Ooh. Ooh. Is it really only since 2001? Yeah, really? I know, right? Hmm. Crazy. And on July 20th, Spirited Away, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, is released in Japan, which is significant in its own right. There's not that much left, but it's like the biggest animated feature of like all time until recently. Until Frozen? No, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I know that Demon Slayers or whatever it is movie is like huge. It's like bumped Spirited Away off its like title of like the biggest Japanese movie ever or something like that, which is crazy. When we get to, to 2036, you better believe I'm going to do Shin Godzilla because that movie won the Japanese Oscar for Best Picture. I'm on board. <laughs> so we'll look forward to that in 2036. Yay. <laughs> no, I actually really like Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla was really good. Oh, I, you, you haven't shown me a Godzilla film so far that I haven't had fun with. Mm-hmm. They're fun movies. They're enjoyable. I'm excited to do a, like a Godzilla movie on the, the podcast. Sooner or later. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Should we talk about the box office? Yeah, let's do it. Well, we've been here before. <laughs> yes. In July, we had The Fast and the Furious with 40 million, AI Artificial Intelligence 29 million, Cats and Dogs at 21.7 million, and then Our Girl L in Legally Blonde at only $20.3 million, which I would say has gone on to be much more culturally significant than AI, Cats and Dogs. Well, not Fast and the Furious. But no. Those two, absolutely. And what about was the week after it? Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, I would also say <laughs> with, not that. As but no, part- Jurassic Park is part of a huge franchise too. So it, it does. But like, because Legally Blonde is its own franchise. So. Isn't there a second? I'm pretty sure there's a second Cats and Dogs movie. There might be. I don't know. Maybe. At least it may be a straight to video. I mean, technically, Probably. technically, this movie has a straight to video sequel, too. Well, it's it's the third movie. It's straight yeah. to video. The second one, which I still haven't seen, which I want to see now, was a theatrical movie, but I've never seen it. It's interesting that you're like, I want to see it. Meanwhile, as soon as you were like, oh, I'm going to this is the second one. You like read the entire plot synopsis on Wikipedia. Yeah, but I do that with everything. I know you're terrible for spoiling yourself on things. So the top movies of the year were Harry Potter and Philosopher's Stone at 317. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring at 313, which I love that those two movies competed so much and were so close together. Uh, Shrek at 267. Legally Blonde was 22nd overall with 96.5 million. Well, damn. I know. Did pretty well for a, I think the budget was like $18 million. In today's money, that's like $2 billion. So that's a lot of the money. It's not, but like that's it, it. That is a lot of money, but it's yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean. But eighteen million to ninety six point five, and that's just domestic. Like that's that's darn good. That's pretty good. All right. Well, um, my memories of this movie, or I saw it for the first time, uh, like two days ago. So feel free to. Uh, but I just curiosity because I know this is not the same thing with like Clueless, yeah. which this movie gets compared to a lot. You'd never seen it, but you'd obviously. Heard I'd heard of it. I knew it existed. I knew that there was a sequel to it. I did not know that there was a straight to DVD third movie about her cousins, (laughs) which we found out the other night. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, but no, I I knew of it. I mean, it just wasn't a kind of the kind of movie that I would have gone to see. I was too busy seeing Jurassic Park (laughs) three. Hey, you had a, a break between Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park three. I don't remember if I saw Fast and Furious in theaters. I super did. You know what? No, I didn't see I didn't see the first one in theaters and I didn't see the second one in theaters either. Oh, I only I've seen the first one and then the last couple in theaters. I don't know how many I've only seen a few of them in theaters and um, it's more the recent ones. Yeah, because you saw it with me. Yeah, because I'm cool. Yeah, I, w- I, I haven't see... seen the last one, but I've honestly heard the most recent one takes the, the silly outlandishness of it and goes a little too far. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll eventually get to that one and mm. then we'll review that one. 2041. In 2041. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm gonna be so tired by then. But your your what were your memories of this movie? I didn't see this one in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did the. Fast and Furious, and then it was... I don't think I saw this in theaters. Now I'm kind of like, maybe I did. No, I don't think I did, because I definitely saw Fast and Furious, and then definitely saw Jurassic Park 3, but I don't think I saw this. I I definitely watched it again, rented it on video, and most likely watched it at a sleepover with my girlfriends back in high school. Mm -hmm. That makes it sound like I had, like... Every time I talk about being, like, Oh, you know, going 
saw it, you know, in my friend's basement in high school, blah, 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 blah. It makes it sound like I was going out all the time, but like, I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. So it just, all we did, I, I had a small circle of friends and we would hang out at someone's in base, like someone's basement, drink fuzzy navels and watch movies. Well, th- there you go. What, yeah. is, what is a fuzzy navel? It is peach schnapps and orange juice, I believe. Oh, okay. I've definitely drank just peach schnapps out of a bottle before, but I've never had it I mean, as a fuzzy who hasn't? Name. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, throw in some orange juice. It's not bad. It's like a light, fruity drink. But no, I, I remember in high school, it was one of those movies that like I spe- all the girls were talking about. All the girls were quoting. Mm-hmm. It was constant quotes. Uh, From uh, this movie? Yeah. What line was quotable? Like it's hard. That's just a sentence. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're <laughs> bend and snap. Okay, I guess that's quite a word. Uh, just little L-isms. L-isms. Yeah. Okay. Pretending to speak legalese jargon and stuff. You would and- just pretend to, sp- you and your girlfriends would just sit around oh, and pretend. Oh, everyone did. Oh, All habeas the- corpus. Goofily, yeah. <laughs> it was a hugely popular and like the style obviously had an influence on what people were wearing at the time mm-hmm. especially all that blue eyeshadow we were all wearing blue eyeshadow it's one of the things i made a note of it's like holy crap so much blue eyeshadow so much blue eyes so much shimmer remember i was 16 when this movie came out mm-hmm. and i went to a rural school in ontario canada we were a little behind on the times. This was like the same time we started getting Jinko jeans. Which I, I I know that you were a big fan of Jinko jeans. I was. My style somehow was like a mix of Jinko jeans and body glitter. Not body, body shimmer. You always had to shimmer and have like frosted eyeshadow and frosted lipstick and like butterfly clips and like this movie is a huge influence on that. People were dressing like Elle Woods, like not specific, not like in the pink pantsuit. Yeah, but like there were elements of what she would wear, especially in her makeup mm-hmm. and such that people and like pink, a lot of pink and such that people were wearing. But like adding it to what was also on trend at the time, so you'd have like these huge baggy jeans, but with the blue frosted eyeshadow. And the pink lips. It was a weird time to be alive. I don't think 2001 really was a real year. (laughs) Like, I follow a lot of, like, nostalgia meme pages on Instagram now. Because they make me chuckle. And, like, they'll do posts about, like, what the hell were we all smoking in 2001 when we dressed like this? And it's just stupid. Like, what were we doing? I, I don't know. It's not even where it gets real bad, where people were wearing, like, those nighty dresses over jeans. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was weird. I did that. Yeah. With a really thin scarf and a useless belt. Yeah, that sounds like something that you might wear. In 2005, yeah. But no, like, that's... (laughs) And I'd say that more than anything. Like, this movie had that influence over a lot of girls. And I remember a lot of that from it. So there you go. There's my memories of Legally Blonde, which is a movie... I will note I have seen no less than five times. Okay, okay. Well, uh, as a as a first time viewing, let's let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, first time viewer. First time viewer. <laughs> I I wrote this down, and it's really funny because the movie actually begins and ends with the exact same song. And I remember sitting there, and I wrote this down, and I wrote, "Never heard this song before. Really like it." I don't remember the song. I couldn't tell you. A, I couldn't hum you a bar. I don't remember the song I, either. Which I is completely so funny. forgot like, the song already. Hilariously, I I have no idea what you're talking. I heard about. it twice in the movie, and I'm like, I like this song. And then it's just like I don't. I don't even remember. No, sorry, you'd never heard the song. I before? never heard the song before. This is the movie was the first time I'd heard the song. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because like, was it perfect? It was perfect day. That's the song. Yeah. It's performed okay. by I can, Hoku. I can I can remember it now, but until you said those words, I couldn't remember at all the song, what it sounded like, any of the lyrics. But now it's like, oh yeah, okay, I can remember that song now. Yeah. But 
yeah, I, I, that was the, one of the things that I wrote down. I thought it would be interesting to bring that up right off the top because it begins as a movie and also ends the movie. Yeah. And uh, also something I wrote down was yay, Victor Garber, not realizing <laughs> not so yay for Victor Garber. I character, like that he plays a lot of either like dad characters like in um, Alias. Because he was the dad in Alias, but he was also sketchy in Alias, wasn't he? I don't remember. I don't. I didn't he was sketchy watch dad, but he was. Um, I said Aliens. <laughs> I didn't watch Aliens. What's that Christmas movie I really liked that he was in recently last year? Oh, the um, the one with the lesbians, and I, I don't mean that to be offensive. It's literally a movie about coming out to your family. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it is two women in love, and she one has and he plays the dad in that, and I. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, it's the girl from Terminator, and it's Kristen Stewart. Yeah, and Dan uh, Levy's in it. Yeah. <sighs> Either way, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, I, I know. Ex- Why I liked it, I would I would absolutely rewatch that movie like for Christmases. But he plays like a dad character in that. Yeah, and like he's well known for basically being either kind of like a smarmy guy or dad guy, or the guy on Titanic. 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 Oh yeah, yeah he's isn't the guy he in Titanic. Like, he's like the ship. He's Mr. Astor, isn't he? No, no, no. He's the guy that designed the ship. Yeah. Mr. Astor is, is uh, the guy from like, Young and the Restless. Rich. Yeah. It's that too. Uh, yeah. But, but anyway, but yeah, but like in real life, he's like, he himself is gay and is a philanthropist and like he's a super nice guy, da 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 da. And he just is one of those things is like, Dan Levy, from what we've seen, tends to, seems like he's playing mostly himself in his roles, mm-hmm. whereas. Victor Garber's roles seem to be the exact opposite of who he is in real life, which mm-hmm. I find delightful because that just shows he's a great actor. Like, because yeah. I totally buy him being a douchey, manipulative, smarmy lawyer. Yeah. But like Victor Garber's a real person. It's like, no, he seems like he's a delight. Yeah. I just, oh, he just seems like a lovely person. Yeah. 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 So the movie starts. We meet. Elle and her sorority sisters. And Can I? <laughs> yeah, any whatever you got, jump in. No, I just right off the hop, I love she has her own om, om, like opposite pretty woman moment in the store because she thinks she's going to be getting engaged to her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And okay, she goes yeah, into yeah, the yeah. store and the salesperson is like, look how much money I'm going to make her spend in this store, which and then she pulled, she's like, Oh, was it high viscosity rayon? Of course, nothing but the best. With like a whatever little, 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 little stitch. Yup. And she's like, oh, that would blah, blah, blah. wouldn't work, basically. Is that the kind of shit that you girls were quoting to each other in 2001? Is it high viscosity nylon? Rayon. <laughs> and <Whatever>. yes. <laughs> but then the, she's like, and I saw that in like last season's Vogue. Mm-hmm. And it was just like. So it was almost like an exact opposite pretty woman moment where it shows that yeah l is very invested in fashion and shopping and blah 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 but she's not an idiot and i do like that it sets it up that like when she puts her mind to something she's very sharp it's just a matter of but in this what moment, is, how holds her interest in this moment she's putting her mind to fashion well she's in school for fashion and yes. that's one of the things about this movie that i do upon rewatch take sort of like a, a pause because mm. everyone's like she's a fashion major going to law school she's not in design she's not going to school to be a fashion designer which would be going to an art school yeah which is different there are fa- like very intense fashion schools She's going to school for fashion management and business and merchandising. Like mm-hmm. she's going to run a fashion company, not design at a fashion company. Yeah. I feel like that would actually be really smart for someone in that position to then go to law school because fashion is huge business. Like, you don't think that Louis Vuitton, which owns a million other companies at this point, doesn't have a team of high-priced shark lawyers? Because they do. Yeah. She'd be going into corporate law with that. It would be corporate law with an emphasis on fashion because there's there's all sorts of stuff that would go along with that. So I'm like, 
that's what, fashion into law. It just doesn't make sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. It would be a really smart career move for her. Right. Except as I've written down here, she makes this career move for very dumb reasons. Yeah, hundred percent. Her reasons are poor, but like everyone else thinking she's doing something stupid by going from fashion to law. They're the idiots, but she's also kind of an idiot because Warner's such a dud. He's very much a dud. He's like the worst. Like, I mean, obviously you're supposed to not root. You're you're supposed to root against their relationship for her to go off and, you know, be successful on her own later. And also also for Owen, the Owen Wilson relationship. But like the wrong, wrong Wilson. Oh, I even wrote Owen Wilson. <laughs> it's Luke Wilson. Whatever. You know what I'm you know who I meant, the Luke Wilson relationship. But like the guy is just so not worth it in any sense of the the way. Like there she, isn't even like a moment of of like, oh yeah, this guy's worth keeping. Like like eventually you discover that he was basically cheating on her while they were they, they spent time apart. Yeah. Like there's no real, re- like the, they show this scene where they show her that she's very smart, but then they show this moment where she he she's with this guy and she's all like really dumb about him. So I feel like this is very relatable though, especially because if she's in her fourth year of university, which college in the states, whatever, yeah. she's her fourth year, head of her sorority, like she obviously has a lot of drive to succeed. Mm-hmm. She works really hard at what interests her. But if she went to start school at 18, she's 22. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was a freaking idiot at 22. The guy I was dating, not worth it. And I was just devastated when we broke up. And I would have done the exact same thing in her position for a ding dong. And I'm just like, I get it. Because you can be really, 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 really smart and still be dick stupid. Okay. Okay. Like, no, but like, so her thing is, I will tell you as a lady, she has planned out her engagement with this this guy. Mm-hmm. She has planned out her wedding to this man. She's planned out her future as his wife. She's planned out their lives together, their kids together, their home, everything. She has already tied her entire future to this man. And she's got her blinders on to all his faults. And so when they break up, she's not just mourning losing him. She's mourning losing all that life she's preemptively built in her mind with him. And that's a lot to lose, especially at 22. You're not fully mature. You're not fully grown up. Your brain isn't at a place where you can fully comprehend life because that's 25 Mm -hmm. thereabouts. So that's why, yes, her choice to go to law school simply for a guy is dumb mm-hmm. and he is not worth it but in the end it's not really for him as a person i think really overall it's for this life that she's imagined with him and i don't think it's a life she would have been satisfied with even if it had worked out because she has so much drive and ambition that it ending at well now you're his wife wouldn't be enough for her right but i i, I just seems like she goes for him and completely throws away the career that she's built so far to to be the the do the lawyer thing, which like even if it didn't work out, that's still like a major wrench in all like him him being like I'm not going to marry you is a wrench in her plan, but drastically changing everything else that she has planned in her life for that one part but of her, her plan. Her big plan was to be his wife. She, so she had no, because they didn't really say that. Like, uh, she was in the going sense to school of, for fashion and stuff. And I think for her, it was, well, I'm going to marry Warner and I'm going to live where Warner wants to live. And I will find a job doing something along these lines where Warner is. Okay. Is it a good plan? No. No. It's, uh, but yeah. is it a relatable plan? Yes. Okay. That age, like, seriously, this, uh, I get it. Yeah. I've been there. So she she follows him off to to law school. I do enjoy though the moment of the admissions board where they're like, well, "Why?" Like the the one guy, the one guy's like, "Why would we want to accept her?" And everyone else is like, 
boobs. Boobs. But they're they're like, oh shit, let's come up with a reason. Yeah. And and the other guy's just like, all right. Well, you see her parents. Like everyone's trying to talk her out of doing this. Yeah. You see her parents. Who don't care. Who don't care, but they're like, oh, like her dad, like her family obviously is rich as hell. Yeah. So I'm sure if seeing her family information too, yeah. it'd be like, this is a family we'll get money out of. Well, I mean, Warner's donations. family. Yeah, Warner's family. We they find paid, out they had paid, to. Yeah, they paid for his stuff. Yeah, but yeah. one thing when Elle goes into her own, her original college to say to like the counselor, like, this is my plan. I was like, that woman sounds, She, I recognize her from something, mm-hmm. but not what she looks like, what she sounds like. And it took some Googling. Did you ever watch Recess? No. You never watched Recess? No. Oh my Research, God. Recess was a little uh, like after my time almost. I, I never really. We're I, like six months I apart. Know, I know, but I know there's this whole like. Lord. This is the Disney morning. I didn't watch well, any Saturday of those. Morning. Didn't watch any of those shows. Not a single one. I didn't watch Recess. I didn't watch Re- Weekenders. I didn't watch the Disney version of Doug because Doug sucks. <laughs> the face. So Pepper Ann is coming to Disney Plus very soon. Very soon, yes. I'm going to make you watch some of this stuff. Okay, that's fine. I it, It's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so anyway. Yes. The teacher on recess. Her name is Miss, Miss Grokey. This woman played Miss Grokey. Teacher on Fun recess. fact. Now we all know. Okay. Awful. <laughs> awful. Sorry, I didn't watch the show. Speaking of awful, so Elle gets to law school. Yeah, and, and, and everyone they, is so mean. They play to up her the, the fish no out of water. The lesbian, who again, not not to be like, oh, the lesbian. But that's like a big part of her character. Like that's what the movie plays her up to be. Yeah, the movie just is like her character is lesbian, but like the lesbian character, I don't even remember her name. So I'm I'm Eat really. It. I'm very bad with names in general. So Enid. Enid. Enid of like all the people with the exception of the girlfriend or the fiance rather, who's Selma Blair. Yeah. Who is literally going to be mean to her because she's, you know, the fiance. Well, she's competition too. Yeah. And she's she, the competition. She's and, obviously insecure in her relationship with Warner as well. Yeah. But between that and like besides her, no one is more mean to her than Eden, Edith, whatever. Enid. Enid. No one is more mean. See, I told you, I'm bad at names. I can't remember her name. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I would say that if anything, the character is written in such a way that like Elle and Enid are two opposing sides of stereotypical womanhood. Right. right? Like Enid talks about how because like, they go around the circle of like what has everybody accomplished and like everyone else in her like group has been like they have their PhDs and they did this and charity work and da 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 and like Enid's like I organized you know a lesbian march and I organized this and I do this charity work and I have degrees in women's studies and blah blah she is your like a very stereotypical woman study major right whereas L is like the exact opposite of that in stereotype where it's like Enid is like a hyper feminist aggressive feminazi type quote unquote stereotype character which is in that stereotype's view the enemy is Elwood's and what she represents okay because because really like yeah, and this is all based on stereotypes. It really is, because really what it boils down to is like they have that that thing where they see each other in the in the circle. And it's not like Elle's like mean to her or says something stupid besides like what you said is stupid to me in comparison to the kind of shit that we're all talking about. It's not like she was like, you know. It's not like she asked like a really ignorant lesbian question yeah, or anything like that. She wasn't like, so like if you and another lady are having sex, who's the man? At my, oh yeah. Or like at my church, we don't do yeah, things. She yeah, no, she, she doesn't. She's, she she's gives like, her no reason to yeah. dislike her besides stereotypes. Yeah. She's like, this is, I'm Elle Woods and this is Bowser Woods. And like she's, but at the same time, 
you just got into this is like the top law school or i don't know is harvard the top law school is one of the top law schools in the continent so it would be the same thing i i think if like because she speaks with a very stereotypical california airhead dumb blonde way of speaking Mm -hmm. but imagine if you were on trial and your lawyer came in and talked like l wouldn't you be a little like huh or imagine if you were getting surgery and the surgeon came in and talked like you are from Brooklyn, eh? Like I bought a boom, bada bing. Right, like, like I don't want you tinkering around in there. Because I, the stereotype of how you talk is representative of your intelligence. So these people are all like, I work my ass off to get in here and this ding dong's able to get in. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I guess. So it, there, it just, there's to resentment me, to it. So for for I would say L comes with an attitude of like one person says, like, do you think she just woke up one day and said, Today I'll go to law school. Mm-hmm. And like, I think a lot of people view her that way is that she was just like, this is what I'm going to do today. And they probably think that she didn't get in on her own merits. She, they don't realize she got a good LSAT score and she got in on her. I mean, her admissions essay is one thing, but she, she had the, she had a great grade point average. She has a lot of extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. She did, had a great LSAT score. Like she deserves to be there as much as anybody else. But going around that circle, it's like maybe out of all of them, her credentials are lacking compared to them, but not compared to 99% of other people in the world. So she's a bitterman. Yes, okay. she's a bitterman. Because really, there's, that's the only other thing I can think of that it's, that it gives any reason why her response is to like, oh, you're here, I'm going to be mean to you. Because yeah. Yeah, that's really, like all of those examples you get, you know, when the, hey, Brooklyn guy, I would, I, I, Maybe I might think, oh, I don't want this guy to to operate on me. Tinker with your ticker. Yeah, but I don't think I'd be like, oh, I don't want this guy to operate on me. You jerk, get out of here. You know, you know, like I wouldn't immediately start attacking that person. Yeah, I'd be like, um, I feel fine now. Bye. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, so of people being mean. Her first class. This is one thing that I kind of question now. So we've shown previously that Elle is exceptionally prepared for things. She thinks ahead. She plans ahead. She is on the ball. Mm-hmm. And she's up for her first class. And it's like, and I assume everyone's done the reading. And she's like, what the hell? What reading? Yeah. And she doesn't have a laptop, which is like, she's been in school for four years. She should have a laptop at this point. Yeah. And I'm just like, this This seems very out of character. For She's not going there just to get Warner back. She's going there to be the kind of woman that Warner needs to marry for his career, which is a serious woman. Mm-hmm. And a lawyer is a serious woman. And it just kind of takes all the stuff that she's worked for and been like, eh, she kind of forgot about all that. Because like, if there was something in the syllabus that said you need to read the first 48 pages of this before this class, she would have done it. Yeah. So I that guess kind it, of threw me a little. I guess it was there for the scene to have the professor be mean to yes, her. Yes, I'm sure. And then also that prepa- for her later to have her moment of like, oh, this person respects me now. You know, yes. like that whole thing. But if if we hadn't had everybody be mean to her on her first day, we never would have met Stifler's mom, the Manny Petty lady. This is true. And I, I got to say, Paul I... Met. Paulette, I, I I was not expecting her to be such a big character. In oh, film. yeah, she's pretty important. I, I expected her to be in this like the movie for like that first scene and then not be in the movie again. But she's in it constantly. And I have to say, when she says, what has she got three tits or something? Funniest line in the entire movie for me. The the, the delivery. Like, what just, does she have that you don't yeah, like, that I don't three have? Three tits? Yeah, like that was uh, there was a slam dunk line delivery yeah, for she's so because it's one of those this is this is when the same year american pie 2 came out so jennifer coolidge has already been stifler's mom so like you see jennifer coolidge and you think confident seductress you know like beautiful blah 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 and then you see in this role and paulette is like she <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of right like she's awkward she the the ups guy she's got a crush on she can't even look at him when he looks at her like 
it's and again it it's one of those movies where it's like it seems like it's really like simple but it it really shows off the acting chops for the people and, and it's funny i was when i was reading some of the stuff about it doing some background research reese witherspoon had to fight to get the role because before this role she was being typecast as like a shrew really yeah, so have you ever seen the movie Election with Matthew Broderick and her in it? I I have seen that movie. I do not remember it at all. Okay, well, she plays a very shrewish character in that. Mm. And she, basically the studios were like, she can't pull off this character. She's a shrew. And like, she had to fight for this character. Mm. Like, she had to fight to get this role. So it's one of those things that's like, a lot of the people in it, you're kind of like, they really are like this is not just like all right let's just crank this one out these people are acting their butts off yeah like good for them mm-hmm. yes yeah, paulette's a delight yeah so one of the scenes that involves paulette is the aforementioned bend and snap scene <laughs> what the hell is the bend and snap scene it yeah. was like a musical number. I don't think Bend and Snap would really work. No. In real okay, so in real life, no, Bend and Snap doesn't work. In the film, this is treated like a dance sequence. Yeah. Like they're teaching so they're doing this like Elle's trying to teach her like the sexy move to like get the UPS guy to like notice her. But he yeah. obviously already does notice her, which is a little weird. And even then, I think the only point in it being a Bend and Snap is the payoff of her whacking the, him in the that face. That payoff is is enjoyable but what the hell is this scene where like people are getting out of their chairs and being like oh like this like i think it's to show one it's fun and two to show that l's energy is infectious and fun it was just really weird yeah really weird i i agree watching it now it was a little cringy yeah but speaking of people we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for that bad day we wouldn't have met luke wilson yeah Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. The younger Wilson? I'm going to say younger. And right off the top, like, he's like the first person on campus who's like... Nice to her. Nice to her. And, like, he doesn't know this girl. He doesn't, like, have any... Like, I'm sure he's like, well, I'll probably see her on campus. I work on campus. Like, whatever. But he has no ulterior motives or no... all. She's upset and he's like, you know, is everything okay? And then he gives her some really good advice and sends her on her way. Yeah. Like, he's not like, all right, I'll see you. Like, I, when, when, when are you going to be here or there? Yeah. You want to get a coffee? He's like, okay, have a great day. I'm like, that's the end of it. And he's a genuinely nice guy to her. And like, I like that he was so sweet to her. And it is really realistic that her blinders are on so much for Warner that she doesn't recognize that right away and it does take her time to to realize that he's a pretty good dude and i've always had a soft spot for the wilson brothers mm-hmm. there's a third one isn't there i don't know does it gambit no sorry that's the third summer's brother what <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah we meet him and he's a delight and we obviously we know we're gonna because like we know we're going to see him again. Well, the second it's Luke Wilson, it's like. See, did I you did know? Right speaking there. of trivia, did you know they wrote the character of Emmett as a a Luke Wilson type, and, and then, then then they were like, "Well, who do we want to play him?" And someone was like, "Do do we want to see if Luke Wilson wants to audition for the role?" So they're like, "Oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's maybe a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Why why is Warner so crap?" I, I don't know. He's pretty all throughout proud. the movie, like because we we get like because this is the scene. So, this is the why scene. do the girls go nuts for him? Because like Elle is doing her best to get him back, yeah. but to do it in a way that's not like okay. Besides the bunny suit, she's not heinous towards anyone. That or she's not being like um, she's not throwing herself at him. No. She's not like, well, Vivian doesn't have to know or anything. Like she wants to genuinely be back with him and not like she wants to win him by being the better person, essentially. Well, I don't know. She starts doing that thing with like the bikini and the well, he's yeah. playing football and stuff. Yeah, but she doesn't 
she's not like sending him texts being like i want that eggplant yeah like yeah. there's none of that like well, there's, she there's, she's trying to get his attention 2001 without, nobody really has cell phones yeah. really well yeah. but then vivian tricks her into going to this halloween party as yeah. a co- halloween costume well it's just a party but she tells her it's a costume party. yeah and it's just like and so poor al shows up and she's wearing the bunny costume which I really don't know, like, I kind of, and that's the thing, I wonder, does she wear the bunny costume in order to get Warner's attention? Because she does go right to Warner in the party. Well, no, she comes in. Well, she comes in and then she talks to Warner. And is she, or is she wearing the bunny costume? Because that's just what people that were in her circles back in that's what California. i would that's what i would have thought like because yeah. she was in a sorority i, I yeah, feel like I, they would have all done that yeah they would have it would have been a team of bunnies but we do get another great line oh vivian i like your costume too but when i dress as a frigid bitch i try not to look so constipated i guess that was another thing you and the girls threw around too yeah 100 <laughs> It was a good line. And like, it, oh, yeah, yeah. but that's, and then she goes and like, this is the turning point where she's like, okay, I'm going to be serious, mm-hmm. which is funny. Because she finds she, that she decides that what Warner's never going to want her for who she is. Yeah. And, yeah. So she, she's like, I'm going to beat these jerks of their own game. Yeah. And I'm going to get this, um, scholarship. No, it's not, not it's, it's like an internship. internship, summer internship yeah. at, uh, Victor Garber's law firm, law firm, which, Lawyers do internships and I think they said it was a work placement. Yeah. yeah. Like they do. Um, what's the word I'm looking for where it's like uh, they do. Basically, they're, they're just gophers and researchers and paper boys and yeah. stuff like so they do cycling. No, it's not cycling. Something like that. It starts with a C. I think. It's whatever they were doing in Clueless. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So she's going to like, like I'm going to get one of these spots. And that's that. And like she's going to beat them at their own game. Yeah. And I do like that she's like, she goes straight to the store and gets in line. And she's like, I'm buying this laptop. <laughs> and Luke Wilson's there behind her. And it's, and he's just like, this girl's interesting. Mm-hmm. And he like, he sees her for who she is and he likes it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's like, you don't get the feeling that he's like, oh, tap that ass. He's like, this, this girl's different and I like different. You know, I, I also feel like that bunny costume didn't. Oh, didn't didn't hurt. didn't hurt any at all. No, no, no. But like, can I just say? So the people are in line. She's in line for some reason. A Halloween at like nine o'clock. I don't. At night it wasn't Halloween. They just told her it was a costume party. Yeah, but it's no. It, it hun, wasn't it was Halloween. The fall. It was the fall. The fall doesn't mean it's Halloween, hun. I know that's how your brain works, but it's it's. It was around Halloween. It was the beginning of the school year. They made a comment. No, she, this, the, she this made covers com- like the whole. I'm like, aware of that, year. but she comments about it being like a like a welcome party or something like that. I disagree. It I, covers some. There's been some time. Elle has been working on this for a while. It's not like she gives up after a week. It's been like two months. It's not a Halloween party, honey. It's a Halloween party. It is not a Halloween party. It's a Halloween party. Oh, you're going to Google this, are you? No one is wearing costumes. They just say it's a costume party. There's no, not even. Gonna wear costumes there's no Halloween it, decorations no, anywhere. But like the movie sets up. It's not a Halloween party, hun. The movie sets up <sighs> that all these people at Harvard are sticks in the mud. She goes to the, she goes, there should be Halloween decorations like in the town at the Manny Petty place. Maybe they didn't have. The whole town is fuddy duddies that doesn't celebrate Halloween, only L. Yeah. It's a costume. They lied to her to make her look stupid. It's not a Halloween party that she's the only one who showed up in a costume at. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Did you just figure out that it's not a Halloween party and you're no, upset? No, I'm looking. Oh. We're going <laughs> to wait here all night until you find this? Okay, so... Shut up. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not... It, it, it doesn't say. It doesn't say because it's just a party. It's not a Halloween party. Just because it's fall doesn't mean it's Halloween. Not everybody's brain works like yours. I know September 1st means let's get the pumpkins. It's out. more like August 15th. Just they're all packed away still. But uh, anyway. 
Anyway, do you notice that after Al is like, I'm going to be serious, uh-huh. her hair gets flat? <laughs> no, I didn't take Yeah, that. her hair flattens. So she's always got this big bouncy hair. And then the moment she's like, I'm serious now, her hair is flat. Oh, well. And then it's bouncy again when she decides to be herself. Herself. As a lawyer. Right. Well, things go well for her. She gets this it's not this it's not the placement that she's fighting for. Like No, it, it's a new one. So it's they do something, a new yeah. case and he's the Victor Garber needs help. Yeah, Callahan. He he's gonna take on articling. Uh, okay. Yep. He takes on four first year students to basically do research mm-hmm. and get coffees and stuff because it's a big murder case because he's a defense attorney. So it's he's like, oh, you can take in resumes and blah, blah, blah. So Enid gets one. Vivian gets one. Elle gets one. Warner gets one. Despite being one of the worst people in the class. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder, did did Daddy? Did, did he pay for that one too? Did Daddy get him in that one as well? Maybe. Who knows? Because he's, I mean, obviously he's going to be there because of plot. Of plot, yes. It would make no sense. It's like, here are three students that Elle has never met before. Yeah, like yeah. it had to be, it had to be the group kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. And we find out that Ellie Larder is our defendant who yes. has been accused of murdering her husband. And it turns out she's a Kappa Nu. Yes. She's also in, from the same sorority that Elle went to and they knew each other. They did because um, Ellie Larder's character runs a fitness empire. So she, they're like, oh, well, she was rich in her own right. So it's not like she killed the husband for money. Because he's wealthy too, obviously. And yeah. So why would she have killed him? Blah blah blah. Like why why would she have killed him? And Elle's like, oh great, I get to to help her and blah blah. And but the woman will not give up her alibi. And we right. find out it's because like she runs a fitness empire. The reason why she wasn't home when he got shot was because she was getting liposuction. Yes. Which I have to when Elle goes in to the jail and Allie Larder, who again is great in this, she's like. I can't. It will ruin me. I'd rather go to jail than people find out, you know, I'm a fraud, like what I did, and like it would ruin, it would ruin my life. Yeah, I've already lost my husband. I can't lose my reputation. My reputation. But what she's like, I was getting, and then she just, I was getting liposuction. It's like, uh, Mm oh, again, like it shows Elle's initiative to go and get the alibi and like it, it does show that she's a very ambitious hardworking person and but it also shows how she's genuine because she wouldn't give up the alibi to callahan and the other lawyers and so she's like no i told her i wouldn't tell and i'm not going to tell and it doesn't matter what you do because i've made a promise and like you see that she's got integrity yeah one, one thing i did note though and i had to look this up so she knows she knows the client and i'm like is that allowed? Are you allowed to represent someone that you know? And I did look this up and legally it is okay. There's no issue with you representing someone that you have a personal relationship with. Ethically, it is looked at as being wrong, Mm -hmm. but legally it's perfectly fine. So if, for example, your best friend was in you decided to represent your best friend that's okay even though looking at it ethically well of course you're going to defend them your friends you know like you're you're not gonna that kind of a thing like you're impartial yeah essentially so yeah if it's it's legally okay ethically wrong this is how i found out yeah there's uh, there are articles and such where it does break down how this movie is um not very legally accurate i'm not shocked (laughs) there's a lot of stuff apparently one of the things i was reading i didn't know that uh, apparently during your first semester there's a lot of exams Mm -hmm. and apparently it's like the most stressful part of law school and there's none of that in this movie but like it doesn't really lend itself to the plot no it's not very fun but no like obviously like as you said, it well, not, but like you said earlier that we find out Victor Garber is really a shit person because he hits on Elle. And this is like right as Vivian is starting to realize Elle's not shitty. And then she thinks Elle's shitty again. Yeah, that the scene where she starts to realize that Elle's not shitty or stops being shitty to Elle had two really weird things in it for me. Number one, she basically is like, isn't my fiance the worst? Yeah. Which was like, okay. He is. He is the worst. We've established that he's the worst, but it was just kind of weird for her to be like, isn't he so shit? 
kind of a thing. Eh, and then also let's talk about how shitty their partners are all the time. Oh, I'm I'm sure everyone knows how shitty I am. Um, <laughs> no. But that happens. And then also she's like, oh, you have a little dog. She has a dog with her like everywhere all the time. All the time. How is she just seeing this dog for the yeah, first time? Yeah, that was a little, time? I noticed that too. I was like, um, has Vivian's hatred for Elle put such blinders on? She hasn't noticed a cute little doggy. My note is also, I just noticed the dog that you've had on you every second you've been on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite that, that true, but like, it was just kind of very weird for her to be like, oh, you have a dog. Well, no shit. She carries it everywhere. It's part of her personality. Yeah. So obviously what I did like was, not that Al just immediately was like, I'm going to give up and leave mm-hmm. after Victor Garber hit on her. Well, like, there's also she, the fact that she proves herself before that with there's the Enrique and and how he's lying. Yeah. And so that scene where, where she basically tells them, like, get him to admit that he's gay because he's gay. Two things about that scene were very weird to me. Number one, the very glittery Virgin Mary shirt. Yeah, that that shirt on its own did not scream uh, heterosexual to me. No, and I think that was the point. But the fact that it was a Virgin Mary shirt was very weird. Like the shiny shirt made sense, but when he turned around and the Virgin Mary slapped on the back, I was like, "What?" Oh, it's <laughs> it's a it's a pretty popular iconography for Latino Americans. For Latino for for gay Latino Americans, I mean, no, I don't know. Like, Latin America. It's very Catholic, right? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Also, I I know it's very funny when when the boyfriend gets up and storms out, but why would you invite your boyfriend to watch you commit perjury? Um, Like, what is that a fun date idea? Come watch me commit perjury. Yeah, it's funny, though. (laughs) It it is funny, but it's just Chuck. (laughs) What? Why? Why? I don't know. It was goofy. And there was why? a few. There's a few. Why would you do this in a courtroom scenes? Like, <laughs> again, uh, Stifler's mom brings the UPS guy as her date to the case, which again, why would you bring a date to your courtroom thing? For her, I feel like it makes sense because we've seen that she is not a very confident person. So she might have wanted him to come with for support. Also, why is he still in his UPS uniform? <laughs> he just got off work and rushed right there. <laughs> I Okay. Is I it just because yeah. he's the UPS guy? He's got to dress yeah. the UPS yeah. guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a kink. She's all, she's, well, no, you see him later and he's not in the UPS. Like if he'd worn the UPS to the graduation at the end of the movie, the, maybe he doesn't work for UPS anymore. It's the future. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe he's <laughs> in law school now. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, no, so she's going to leave. But like, I do like that. Like, cause obviously she's starting to show some interest in like a little bit of interest in Luke Wilson. Yeah. A little bit. And he obviously is interested in her. And there's no like moment of, but would you stay for me? Cause like, she's like, it's not who she is anymore to make a decision based on what a man wants her to do. Like what her vision of like romance is her image of herself is no longer tied to being with a man. Mm-hmm. She's making this, it's a snap decision again, but she's obviously very upset and thinks everyone thinks she's a fraud and everything and blah, blah. And then, so she goes to the salon and like, she's like, pull out, I'm leaving. And then the, the woman presser from the very beginning is like, if you're going to let like a scumbag like him, you know, one bad interaction convince you to give up. You're not the woman I thought you were. And then she's like, you're right. And it's, everything is safe. But I'm like, I remember that scene being a lot more like, you know like bigger and more and it was just kind of like she had like one line and then that was it and i was like oh okay cool yeah there's like one scene with her to show that she's a hard ass and then one scene where Elle does something good in her class and she's like oh and then it's like i believe in you sort of yeah and then at the end <laughs> like, it's like i knew you could do it yeah the beginning of the movie, you didn't know she could do it. The beginning of the movie, you kicked her out. Mind you, maybe kicking her out was motivational. That's it. It was the Boom. long con. Boom. But then I do like that we got one of those classic school wrap-up text overlays. Well, we got to talk about the court case. Oh, the court case, yes. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I glossed <laughs> right over the court case. I totally forgot 
that it was Linda Cardellini yeah. as Chutney, the daughter. I love that her name was Chutney. Yeah, what a stupid name. <laughs> but like, I thought that was Heather Matazario going I in. I don't know who that is. She was in um, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Nope. You'd recognize her. She she kind of plays... Um, oh, she was the friend in um, Princess Diaries. Okay. I haven't seen that she's movie in a long time. She's pretty shitty in that movie, though. I haven't seen like, that movie in a long she's time. She's like one of those characters. You know, Anne Hathaway in movies tends to have shitty friends. At least Elle's friends in this movie were really supportive. Even if they were pretty self-absorbed. Yeah, but they were still supportive of her goals. True. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I thought they were like, they they kind of made it sound like it was going to be the the ex-wife. Like, they, they seemed to set it up that I way. liked who ended up being the killer. Mm-hmm. And I do like, because I remember... Like, I remember that the daughter was the killer. I, I knew that right from the get-go. And I knew it was because the perm thing. But I was kind of like, murder cases tend not to go to court for a long time. Like, they de- do tend to have quite the lead-up. You can, apparently, in the States, as, like, a tactic. One of their things is you have the right to a fair and speedy trial. Mm-hmm. So, drawing out these cases that you don't actually stand trial for a year or two years or whatever, you can actually say, no, I demand my case go to court right now. Mm-hmm. And that way the prosecution doesn't have time to prepare. So like, that's the only way I could see this have gone going to court this quickly. But the other thing, so I remember going in that um, Chutney was killer. Found out because of the perm. But I, I was like, no, she, she could have gotten her hair fixed. If like that, like obviously she didn't wash the hair, so she didn't need to get, but like her, she's like, I got it fixed, mm-hmm. you know? So even then else, like, and I, as your hair is still permed, we know that blah, blah, blah. But she could have got, but like the line is how many perms have you had? Like once every so many months for, since I was 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you would know that you cannot get. The perm solution, and she even names like the chemical solution, what they use for a perm. You can't get it wet for twenty four hours, or it will not hold the curl. Yeah. So my confusion was like, it doesn't really stand up if it's only the time, uh, the the fact that it's still curly, but the fact that she would know this is what gets her to throws her off, and then she admits it, which which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. the day is saved by L. It fast forwards to the future. She graduates law school, goes. And then we have the old school credits where you're, it tells yeah. what everybody's been doing since. I I like that Warner flunked out, and I like that Elle and Vivian are now friends. Mm-hmm. So, and I like that Emmett and Elle fell in love because I love love. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the age difference between their characters? Well, he would have graduated, so law school is three years. Yeah, and he's working at a firm as like a junior lawyer. So he's not like he's doing research and stuff. So he's not like he's assisting. So he's not handling cases solo, which means he's not been a lawyer too long. What's the difference in their ages? So Reese Witherspoon was born in 1976. Mm -hmm. And Luke Wilson was born in 1971. So it actually lines up pretty well. Okay. Because that's four, that's five years. So I would say, yeah, that's probably about right. So she would have been like 22, 23 over the course of this movie. And he would be 27, 28. Well, by the time it ended, though, he'd be in his 30s and she'd be like 26, 27. Well, she, he would be because three years. So, yeah, he'd be top 31 mm-hmm. and she would be 25. Yeah. That's not so bad. No. Just curious. I, I, I like just... that their age difference for actually acting, too. Like... He's not like 40. Yeah. That uh, the last scene with him, he actually looks really old, which is why I was like, how how old is he supposed to be? No. Yeah. Speaking of how Luke Wilson looked, you do want to talk about Okay, it? yeah. I it was more okay, it's funny because it was really a joke. And then you got like really supportive oh, it of was, it. It was a joke. Joke. Hun, I basically was like, maybe I'll do my hair like that. No, 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 no. We have lived together for over 10 years now. Mm -hmm. I knew when he came on screen, I should have written it down because he has in this movie and it's kind of like his typical style generally, 
where his hair is longer, but like not super long. And it's nicely styled and everything. And I was like, I should write this down that like you're going to be like, maybe that's a hairstyle because you have not cut your hair since 2019. We're no. coming up on two years since you've had a haircut. Yes. Which I'm fine with. I like long hair, Mike. But you've been like a big part of why I haven't cut it is because I don't know what I want to do with it, mm-hmm. which is fair. I do the same thing. But this is a nice haircut. And I was like, he's going to say, what about, what about that haircut? And then you did. And the way you said it was very, you're genuinely asking, but trying to make it funny just in case I say no. Okay. Um, we've lived together a long time. <laughs> I know you, it's a good haircut. I just thought it was really cute that like, oh, Luke Wilson, I'm legally blonde. Yeah, it's a good look. It is a good look. He's the love interest in a movie like this. It it had to be a good look. I guess so. It's true. All right. Well, anyway, that's that's what we thought of this movie. But critics in 2001 had their own thoughts on this movie. Laura, why don't you fill us in on some oh. past reviews? So this movie holds a 70% critical score and a 72% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Pam Sit from the Seattle Times called it a sweet, fluffy, and pink as cotton candy. Too much can make you sick, but at 90 minutes, it goes down pretty easy. Stephanie Zacharek from Salon said, starts heading nowhere after the first half hour and careers and flounders badly until it gets there. (laughs) And our old pal Roger Ebert said, Witherspoon effortlessly animated this material with sunshine and quick wit so did win quite a few awards it won a bunch of awards really it was was it like for fashion it won the teen choice award for choice summer movie of course it was nominated at the golden globes for best comedy and best comedic actress okay that's pretty that's pretty good golden globes mtv awards Nominated for Best Movie and Best Actress. Reese also won for Best Comedic Performance, Best Dressed, and Best Line. And what was the line? Was it the Frigid Bitch one? It was, oh, I like your outfit too, except when I dress up as a frigid bitch, yeah. I try not to look so constipated. Yeah, there you go. See, I told you people quote this movie. Uh, apparently. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Well, hon. How did it do for you? So I'd watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend that people should should watch it. It's fun. It's cute. It's fluff. But it's not quite a double for me. No? It, it, it gets close, but it does kind of meander a bit. It's one of those movies where it, it covers a longer length. Because it covers about a year. And then at the end it jumps, obviously. And it's just, for a 90-minute movie, there's not enough time spent in any one place. And I think that's where it really falters for me. That it doesn't quite, the pacing just is the thing that holds it back for me. So I am unfortunately going to be giving it a plane. I was a little disappointed in that. But, like, it was the same thing for Clueless, I found. is like, I'd watch it again. I really like it, but it's not something I would recommend. Everybody has to see it. If someone said, hey, I'm watching Legally Blonde, should I? I'd say, yeah, it's enjoyable. Do you have to see it? No. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this. I liked it more than Clueless. And if I remember correctly, I gave Clueless a burnt. Yes. And I like this more than that. But I didn't like this more than Bring It On. Okay. And I think I gave Bring It On a Plane. Uh, I'm pretty sure you gave Bring It On a Plane, yeah. So I've been kind bring of Bring It On this, a Plane. Bring It On a Plane. There's a sequel for you. There you go. Bring It On a Plane. That's that's where they should have done with the yeah. series. But like, I don't know. I, I, I don't hate this movie, but I didn't really like it. 
I don't know, but I don't like. I don't want to give it a burnt. So it's a plane. It's a plane. It is. But it's like if see, it's if, funny. if you you're were, like you're you were at like the bottom end of plane, and I'm at the top end of plane. Like if if you're if we had in between ratings. You would have a single butter and I would have lightly singed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't we don't have in-betweens. We no, have so these... you gotta go, you gotta round. So yeah. you're going plain. So I I don't know. Like You're going plain. I yeah. Uh, I mean normally I normally I throw a movie that I wouldn't recommend into a burnt, but I I think this has enough just enough redeeming qualities to make it a plain. It's got charm. Yeah. It does have charm. Yeah. So plain for me. That's fair. Yeah. But just barely. I know. <laughs> Your rating is now locked in. It's locked in. It no takesy backsies. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode. But next week, next week, it's our it's our year. We we did 50 and now we're at a year. Yeah, so, 52 is honestly the big one. So you, and you get all the even number ones too. So. I do. I get all the evens. And I seem to end up getting all the holidays and all of like the big like... It's funny how that works out. It's it's, it's not even like wasn't even ever planned. It was literally you got the first pick, I got the second, and that's how we alternated. Yeah. So so the year pick is mine. And you know what, hun? I've given you a year. It's time to watch a Star War. <laughs> <laughs> no. but which one which one i i toyed with two ideas two ideas and one was that we watch episode one because I feel like that would be even more torturous for you. Wait, Phantom Menace? Phantom Menace. I remember liking Phantom Menace. But then I thought, if I did A New Hope, I just want to watch all the Star Wars movies. At least New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. So that's what I'm going to do. My next three picks are Star Wars, A New Hope, the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And you can either you can either just take a week in between each one of them, or you can make your next pick, Empire Strikes Back, and get through it a week faster. I refuse. <laughs> so there you go. That's 52, 54, and 56. Podcast is canceled. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> so look forward to that next week for this episode of Bird Popcorn. I am Mike. No, I don't want to watch a Star Wars. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again uh, soon. And may the force be with you. <laughs> oh, so mean. <laughs>